Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In one hour, Eric Eager stops by to help us preview the Super Bowl. 90 minutes left in today's G&D Marathon. Welcome back. You're listening to the fan. Jim Ursay, just a few minutes ago, tweeted... About the Colts' never-ending head coaching search? Sounds familiar. We got one of those going on here. It's just an OC search. It's a never-ending story. Jim Irsay said, we said as an organization, parentheses Colts. I love that. Just in case someone thinks he's talking about another team. We said as an organization, in parentheses Colts. Which team? Colts. The coaching search would be an open-minded and a thorough process. The final decision would be strictly based on what is best for our franchise's success and best for our fans of Colts Nation. Final decision coming in days, not hours. That makes me think they might hire Eric Bieniemy, because when he says that the final decision's coming in days, not hours, it means, okay, they're likely not going to name a head coach until probably, I don't know, the weekend or early next week or something like that. Well, why would that be the timeline? Unless they're waiting until after the Super Bowl so that they can name Enemy, who they have interviewed, their head coach. That was my hypothesis yesterday as to what they were waiting for. Because otherwise, you've interviewed everybody, including Enemy, by the way. I feel like they're just sort of waiting until after the Super Bowl to do it. And I think they've got an agreement in place. That's my hypothesis. I, I can't prove it because we're talking about Ursaig and it's hard for him to resist that temptation. <laughs> That is his buddy uh, who's already there until. It would be really weird to put out this statement only to then hire Jeff Saturday. Although nothing about the Saturday situation makes any sense anyway. But think about it. The statement is about the coaching search and how open-minded they want to be and how thorough the process is going to be. Why would you say all that and then just hire the guy that was already your coach at the end of the season? You know, he's basically taking a victory lap about... I told you guys the coaching search would be open-minded. I told you we'd be thorough in this process. The final decision is strictly going to be based on who's best for the franchise and for you as fans, but the final decision's not coming imminently. It's going to take more time. I guess it's possible he was saying this because 
maybe, and I'm not in Indianapolis and don't know exactly what the blowback is, but he might be hearing some of the same uh, negative t- takes and opinions that you're getting here in Washington about how long this offensive coordinator search is lasting, which seems to just never end. Yeah. I This is the one I don't get. Un- because Biennemi said, I haven't interviewed for anything other than the Colts head coaching job. Yeah, so so update people on that, because he did speak to the media yesterday. He was asked about kind of what's going on. He does have several teams interested in talking to him about their OC jobs, which, again, that's a lateral move, you would think, so it's not something he'd be interested in, except that I would imagine all of those teams would allow him to call plays, which he doesn't do in Kansas City. He's been with one of the best offenses in the NFL as the OC for years, and somehow still inexplicably hasn't gotten a head coaching job despite having done interviews with over half of the NFL now. I believe I read 17 teams have interviewed him over the last several years for their head coaching search. Wow. 17 teams. Yeah, that's it's it's hard to believe, honestly. That's I, I wonder I mean I, not not to be flippant about it, but I wonder if that's some kind of record. Honestly, you know, I mean, they're, they're these le- coaching lifers that have been around forever. He's been in one place forever and has interviewed more than half the league, and then is you know still in, in that same spot. I mean, I don't know. He did the head coaching interview with the Colts, and he said last night he has not talked to anyone else about OC jobs, and that basically he wanted to wait and see what happened with Indianapolis, and then he'll talk to Reed when the season's over. And the translation to that is, if I don't get the Colts job, me and Andy will decide if I'm coming back to Kansas City. And we'll City. kind of figure that out. Because he almost left last year. My buddy who works in Kansas City and covers the Chiefs said that Reed, at least to some extent, tried to get him to leave after last season, not because he doesn't want him to work with him and he doesn't think he's great, but because he's trying to get him a head coaching job and Reed sees the writing on the wall that it's just never going to happen. They're trying to shadow. do right by him, yeah, which I respect an awful lot. So the the one here, I don't get why it's taking so long, unless they think they've got a shot at somebody that's coaching in the Super Bowl. Here in Washington. In Washington, yeah. Well, it could be the same thing. I mean, they want to interview the enemy. We already know that. Yep. They haven't gotten a chance to and won't until he allows them to interview him. And he said last night he's not going to do any OC interviews until he finds out whether the Colts are hiring him or not. And then he's going to make the decision if he wants to leave Kansas City or not. So that would mean the earliest they could talk to him, I would guess, even if he makes that decision quickly. Let's say the Colts announce their head coaching hire of Jeff Saturday on Monday. Tuesday, he and Andy Reid meet and he decides he's leaving. There's a parade in there somewhere. I mean, I would think the earliest Washington could probably interview him would be Wednesday or Thursday next week. So here's my thinking, and and you could tell me if I'm being a little bit too aggressive about this. I feel like Washington, most specifically Rivera and company, should have learned their lesson last year about how undesirable this location is and about how nobody wants to to come unless, you know, you pay the we stink tax, which Rivera himself collected, right? And he got all the power and authority. When they started knocking around about quarterbacks, a guy that turns out, thank goodness, that said no to them. But Russell Wilson was like, nah. A couple other guys were like, it sounds like we're probably like, no, that's not great. I don't care what weapons you have or who you drafted or whatever. No, not for me. And I'm now I'm sure that's probably happening when it comes to to assistant coaches and, and offensive coordinators and the like. No, that's not for me. If you're sitting there waiting, clo- you know, crossing your fingers for the enemy, we got to get him. And he's like, no, I'll go somewhere else to to prove. Even though you know what I mean, like it, we, they'd be offering him something similar, a one year prove it type thing, where you can now graduate to to the head coaching tier. Hopefully, you have a, a more complete resume to satisfy some of these GMs, owners, whomever has kind of kept you out of that. And if he tells him no, if you're sitting there waiting for Bianami and then you get told no again, it's sort of like how 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 much embarrassment can you take? And you got to go back down to this tier that you've already been in. Well, 
I mean, look, there's going to be a bunch of teams he tells no. Because there are going to be a handful of OC openings still that will, I would imagine, all want to talk to him. And he's only going to take one job. So, How many OC spots are still available? I thought it was close to seven, maybe. Something Is that right? Like that. Okay. It, it might be a few fewer now. It might be four or five. But there's a handful for sure. I mean, you think about it. There's two head coaching jobs still open that haven't and been And then filled. their whole staffs would, would so be filled out. That's yeah. two OCs right there. There are three head coaches who have been hired who have not hired offensive coordinators yet, including Frank Reich, Sean Payton, um, and D'Amico Ryans. And then you, you've got Washington, so that's six just like that before I even think about any of the other holdover staffs yeah. that don't have OCs. So I think it is upwards of seven or eight. But the enemy is going to be a, a person of interest on all those lists, right? So he could shoot down a lot of teams. I don't know if that – I wouldn't call that embarrassing per se if he says no. He might just say, yeah, that's not a fit for me. But here's why they're not in a rush, I don't think. It, it doesn't make sense that it's taking this long. Unless they come out and say – Point blank, we really like the enemy. We want to talk to him. Then you could say, okay, well, they just have to wait. And I think that's where we are. The only difference is they haven't publicly stated it. Ron Rivera, while he was golfing, right before he said four, didn't say I'm meeting with the enemy a week from Tuesday. But there's no rush. If you're if if your fallback option is Zampezi or Shermer, those guys are not going anywhere. They're going to be here. So I think. They're probably trying to do better via enemy or anybody else. Who knows? Maybe maybe there's a quarterback's coach they like on one of those staffs or something that they could also talk to. But you can kick the tires on a couple of the assistants from Philly or from Kansas City if those organizations will let you talk to those guys and if there's mutual interest. And if not, you've already talked to London and Studesville and Shermer. And by and large... Your top choice, especially if it's Shermer or Zampezi, is probably going to be available for you. So I think that's why they're slow playing this thing. Because I don't know that they have to rush. It does not seem like the guys that they're interviewing are hot commodities or candidates in a lot of these other places. I other think than the who can't happening. even do interviews yet. Right. I think I saw Charles London. Is Didn't he get signed somewhere? Didn't he get signed to a post? I believe I thought I saw Ian Rappaport with that earlier. That uh, maybe with the Titans, I want to say part of the Chris Harris went there. Might I think Charles London staff. did too. Now, yeah, as well. That was last week, or maybe I don't know. Yeah, here it is. Uh, the Titans officially hired Tim Kelly as the new OC, while Charles London is their new pass game coordinator and QBs coach. There you go. Defense Chris Harris is their defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach. Former uh, now commanders not coach. going anywhere. No, bunch Zampezi's of those. He's not going anywhere. Those guys aren't going anywhere. And I, I don't know. And I, those are the guys that they're considering hiring. I guess to I don't I don't know how to say this differently. That's where they're going to be. You know it. I know it. Everybody else seems to know it. You're holding out hope for something that's not that. And then when you end up there, I think it looks worse. Right? You know what I mean? Like the longer you wait, and then you end up in the Zampezi tier. Of a guy that was already in the building, you could have just saved everybody some time and energy and just gone with it and sold it as, as some Sam Howell continuity-type play when we all realize the nature of it. Nobody wants the gig. Everyone sees it for exactly what it is, a temporary at-best situation that probably won't be terribly productive, right? Like To me, I think it's embarrassing. It sounds like you don't, which is totally fine, but when you are telling everybody, we're going to do better than this, we're going to do better than this, we're going to do better than this, and then you don't again, I think it looks bad. 
right? Like, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, if, if this was just going to be one of these dudes in this tier of guys that's readily available, you just do it. You get the guff from from me for a day, and then you know you sort of move on to the other thing. If you're holding out hope for that moonshot, that great name of Eric Bieniemy, and he's like, nah, and then you end up with Ken Zampezi again, I just think it looks bad. I guess it looks bad when you go from Turner to Zampezi, who's already on your staff. But as as much I would say as it looked bad when the Caps fired George McPhee and hired Brian McClellan. Just because it doesn't really make sense that he would be an upgrade or he would be better, if that makes sense. You know, Shermer looks bad because Twitter decided that they don't think he's good at his job, necessarily. Um, but they aren't a, a they're out kicking their coverage to get Eric B. Enemy. Precisely. So I, I don't think it looks bad. Like if. Does it look bad to ask someone knowing they're going to say no? I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I think that's how you should operate. Like, shoot your shot. Why not? If if they if they came out and said that they thought Eric Bieniemy was going to be like, it looked bad last off season when they talked about how they were going to go get a quarterback, and then they ended up with Carson Wentz. Right? Mm-hmm. They haven't done any talking. They've said nothing. They got rid of Scott Turner after Ron Rivera last spoke publicly. Made no comments about it. And they've been doing this OC search. I happen to believe that all along, they probably wanted either Zampezi or Shermer or something like that. And they're just going to see in the meantime if, well, let's see if we could capitalize on Eric Bieniemy needing to leave a, a really good situation. Yeah, get an overqualified guy. Yeah. Exactly. Is, is that a bad, you know, a bad look if they try to get someone who's overqualified and the guy says no? I don't think so. No, not not missing on Eric Bieniemy specifically. Because as you said, a bunch of teams will. And he may just end up staying in Kansas City. I don't know how to describe it better than this. If you're if you if you know exactly who you are and you know what tier you're in, you could probably save yourself some face, right? And just sort of acknowledge what that job is and go, we're gonna give it to Shermer, who was out of football last year, or Zampezi who's already on our staff, or one of these other young guys, and just kind of be done with it. And it, and People might grouse a little bit, but it's this idea that they've got a shot and then they're going to be let down again. You think that's a better play than trying to get the enemy? I don't know about better. I just know that it's that like they're taking forever. So what? If if the if you can name Shermer the OC, and I'm just going to pick days, yeah, okay. But on January 28th, okay, mm-hmm. or you can wait until the season ends and interview the enemy if he's willing to take your interview. And offer him the job and see if he says yes or no. And then he says, actually, I'm going to take this job with, I'm just going to pick Texans with D'Amico Ryan uh-huh. or whatever. And then you go back and hire Shermer anyway. That's worse? I don't think so. Why was it embarrassing when Russell Wilson was like, no? We just, we know it was, right? That, and that's kind of my point here, is he's going to be like, no. Doesn't that matter? I, I don't think so, no. I mean, to me... It, the fact that they're even interviewing Eric Bieniemy, I think, is a is a good thing. I, mean, I didn't think they would. I, I thought they were going to interview a bunch of guys who like to run the ball and who haven't been a coordinator in a long time or recently got fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, Ken Zampezi will never call plays again if he doesn't get this job, in my opinion. I'm not trying to be a jerk to Ken no, Zampezi. No, that's, that's the reality, yeah. I think Pat Shermer will probably not be a play caller in an OC in the NFL again if he doesn't get this job. Eric Bieniemy will not only be interviewed by four other teams, but could call plays, you know, for any of them and could be a a, a head coach in two years 
He's completely different than these other guys. So if if you know, in the same way, honestly, when, when they're trying to if they go get into the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes and Rodgers says, I'm not going to Washington, I'm not embarrassed by why am I embarrassed by that? That they're not gonna get the best quarterback in the league who's available? I no, I mean try. Like, why not try? Ryan was out at the bar this weekend, and he walked up to a girl with something spilled all over his shirt. True story. And he said, I'm here. What are your other two wishes? And she said, bleep and no. And then he said, okay, and walked away. She was really attractive. Like, should he not have done that? I mean, that's another story. This is a different story of another time, yeah. I don't know. But I don't. Does he have a a three-year track record of under-delivering also? I, I don't hate him shooting his shot, I guess, is my point. I don't. I don't know how to say what I'm. What I'm trying to express very well. I clearly haven't. But to me, holding out hope. I just think it, you end up looking way worse when that person's like, "No, I'm not considering that at all." Like I have no interest in your thing. I'd agree if Ken Zampezi said, "I don't want to call plays for you." Like to me, that's embarrassing. If Pat Shermer goes, "Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm not interested." Okay, now we got to. If Brian Schottenheimer, when you when you picked up the phone and called him, was like, "Yeah." No, thank you. I'll just I'll be the quarterbacks coach at Georgia Tech. That's embarrassing. Eric Bieniemy, hot commodity, head coach next year maybe. Eric Bieniemy saying no to you. I don't feel bad about that. That in of itself isn't isn't the answer. Yeah. What do you guys think? What should Bieniemy do? Maybe that's something worth talking about next. 800-636-1067. If you were him, would you leave KC where you got Mahomes, where you got Reed, where you got an offense that's going to continue to be a juggernaut for years? And go call plays somewhere much worse offensively so that you might be closer to getting a head coaching job. Would you be able to to make that move? Because even though he probably shouldn't have to do that because Nagy didn't and Peterson didn't, he can't get a head coaching job, it would appear. And if he doesn't get this Colts job, he might feel like he's got to go call plays somewhere. Grant and Danny on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I 
I do think Eric Bieniemy should leave Kansas City, and I think it stinks that he has to do it. But I, I am as guilty as anybody else, I'll readily admit, as not probably giving him enough credit for the Chiefs' success. And I did the same thing for the record with Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson. If you operate in Andy Reid's sphere, I assume that Andy Reid's running the show and you are just helping out. Now, here's the difference between me and a lot of people. I don't care that much, I don't think, if you've called plays before. I want to bring people in who are sous chefs in great kitchens. And because of that, I want to bring people in who have just been around Andy Reid, been around Sean McVay, been around Kyle Shanahan. So I would have hired Eric Bieniemy already. But because he can't get a gig, and he's not old, by the way, Danny. He's only 53 years old. Mm -hmm. But he has been the coordinator there since 2018. And they have been an offensive juggernaut since then. So that's 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, and seven seasons of football where after any one of those years, he should have gotten interviews. And after the second or the third year, that's where you start getting these jobs. And by this point, him not getting them, he's either horrendous at interviewing, which I guess is possible. I've never sat in on one of them. Or people are just not properly crediting him with his involvement in that offense. So the question becomes, should he leave? And I think the answer is yes. Get out of Andy's shadow. Go somewhere else. Because think about it, whether it's Washington or anywhere else, and I would like to think he can get a lot of jobs better than this one if he leaves Kansas City. Indeed. But if you go somewhere, assuming you get to call plays, so don't go to Denver with Peyton, don't go to uh, Carolina with Frank Reich, I would go somewhere where you are definitely going to call plays. If they have a good year, he could get hired the following season. It will go further than anything he's accomplished in Kansas City because I think the assumption is, incorrectly, he's just getting Andy Reid's dry cleaning. And he's got Pat Mahomes. So anything you put, anything, any words you say from that little play sheet that involve a pass will probably go pretty well. I didn't think about that, but do you really think that's hurting him? Yes. I think all of it is. Working with a guy like Mahomes is normally why you get the job. I know, but... You were the quarterback that whispered to Mahomes. You were the guy that helped him. You were the guy that brought along Herbert. You were the guy that's responsible for the development of Joe Burrow. I think it's two things. I think, one, his running back background, so nobody thinks he's the quarterback whisperer, and the fact that he's in Andy Reid's room. I I think, again, I don't don't agree with it. I'm just trying to hypothesize as to what happened. So you would leave, too? I would. Here's what I would do. Because, again, there's degrees of this. You're not going to go somewhere else and put up the number one offense. But if you take, say, I'm just throwing out a team, the New York Jets, who were horrendous on offense, but have a couple little pieces, a couple of Brees Halls, a little Garrett Wilson, you turn them into a middle-of-the-pack group, you look like a genius. Well, you look like already, a superstar. They made their hire, remember. They got Nathaniel Hackett. No, they did, but you know what I mean. Like You go to a place like that, and you go, we were atrocious, and now we're not anymore. And you can see the tangible impact year over year this guy came in. He's in charge of it. They did a lot better than they did before. So now we know he's got bona fides. Again, well, Washington is the exact example and you're Washington talking is about. That? I mean, if you're saying the Jets, that's the commanders. They've got weapons and they had bad numbers last year. So if you're saying to go to a bad offense, make them average, and you get to be the hero, then this would be a good landing spot. And oh, by the way, if Sam Howell is any good, you would look like. The reason why Sam Howell is good. Uh-huh. You look like a genius. Just, just follow along for a second with me. Let's say Sam Howell plays at a high level and is a middle-of-the-pack NFL quarterback next year. You absolutely get a head job if you're Eric Bieniemy and you came here. Your offense couldn't get out of the 20s in any ranking. And if you're in the mid-teens, 
In Kansas City, bitter disappointment. In Philadelphia, bitter disappointment. In Buffalo, bitter disappointment. Here? Oh my God, we're doing spin kicks. He would be a conquering hero. This place has been a factory for coordinators getting jobs. Let's go to John in Rockville on Grant and Danny. What's up? How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what I really think the enemy needs to do is, yes, he needs to leave the Chiefs. But I think he could find a landing spot in, like, Tampa Bay or the Colts if the Colts hire uh, Jeff Saturday. Because when that goes south, their head coach goes, and that's probably his best shot to become an interim. Oh, interesting. Oh. So I, I, here's what I feel, though, and I have no good evidence in front of me. I haven't, like, looked at any studies. I feel like the interim guy never gets – his his uh, day in the sun or due diligence or, or justice, right? I feel like he's always overlooked no matter what it is. I think that's mostly true, although we'll see if Jeff Saturday gets hired. Yeah, it's kind of my Steve Wilkes corollary, right? Goals. Where that guy's been interim, I feel like, twice, and all he's done is a pretty good job each time, and then it's, thanks so much for the time, Steve, and he goes somewhere else. Yeah, he went 500 with the Panthers, so it's not like he went 9-1 and one or something. Right. But they went 500 down the stretch with a pretty bad team, had them flirting with the division title, sub-500 division title, 8-9 and nine against Tampa Bay. But yeah, I think he 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 succeeded. He outcoached Matt Rule, and they went and got Frank Reich. He was hired, by the way, today. Steve Wilkes is the defensive DC. coordinator now in San Francisco, which is a great job for him. See D'Amico Ryan's their DC this past year, who just got a head coaching job. They got an all-pro on the defensive line with Nick Bosa, the linebacking core with Fred Warner, and they even have a linebacker, uh, a safety now, a third all-pro uh, as of this season in Tafunga. So. I think that's a great spot, and maybe he's in line to get a head coaching job in a year because of it. Yeah, occasionally the interim can thrive from there. I think a Bruce Arians taken over for Chuck Pagano at, in points, and he went on to have a very nice but kind of career after that. He got another job. But he had to leave and do it. Rich so Basacci is a good example. Basacci, there's With one. the Raiders last year, Basacci kicked butt. Really, really successful run. They made the playoffs. Soon as the season ended, a bunch of Raiders came out and implored the, the ownership group uh, led by Mark Davis to keep him. What did they do? They went and got Josh, Josh McDaniels and took a step back. Let's go to Max in Stafford. Hey, Max. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, I think the Washington gig is a good landing spot for him. I mean, hear me out. So we know Ron's out of here after the season, right? So you have Eric Bietamie come in. He takes the offense from middle of the pack, brings him up, works the same how we score more than 17 points a game. And Jeff Bezos says, hey, you've made an improvement on this, on this squad here. We're getting rid of Ron. You're my new head coach. He doesn't have to go anywhere else. It's, it's one stop, and he's got his head coach gig lined up. Interesting. Interesting. That's a lot of dominoes that have to fall, though, right? And, that, and if I'm the enemy, I don't know that I would take all those chances. I, you know, I'm not it, trying to connect six dots if I'm him. Yeah. You know, maybe he feels like he has to the, now. I, I don't know that he does. The reason why... And I don't think he should take this gig, by the way. But the reason why you do it is it, it's kind of my Ronald Darby corollary, right? Where everybody gets something out of it. Everybody's using each other, but eyes wide open on it. So Darby needed to prove that he could play. Washington needed a cheap alternative. We got him on a cheap deal. He plays really well. He gets a big contract. Washington got a good year out of it, and everybody was happy. Bianami could use this place if he wanted to, to boost his resume and be gone in a year. Because if it goes right... He shouldn't be here for more than a year. No, he should be on his way to be a head coach somewhere. That's okay. Use him too. Exactly. You know, and for Washington's do this purpose, all the yeah, time. and that's like, my point. Hey, I'm really sorry. I just, I just don't want anything serious. Yeah, me either. Call me at midnight. It's very simple. You know, he, he wants a head coaching job. Great. Come here. Get Sam Howell's career un- unearthed and, and on the way to to some, being something decent, and go get your job. And we'll figure the rest out after you leave. 
By the way, if he comes here and the offense kicks it in gear and turns it around, oh, Rivera's not going anywhere. This defense is going to be solid again next year, you'd imagine, mm-hmm. with Jack Del Rio at the controls. So if their offense is middle of the pack, they're making the playoffs probably. So I disagree that he would replace Rivera or Rivera leaves. It would just be that Bienemy would have positioned himself maybe to get another job. Tony in Annadale, home of the Adams. What's up? Hey, I really enjoyed your guys' uh, conversation with Jay Gruden. That was pretty funny. Oh, he's great, oh, yeah, man. And, uh, the best. If anybody missed uh, Jay yesterday, he was at 5 o'clock here on Grant and Danny every single week, every Monday. He's uh, awesome. Go to thefandc.com and podcast it. What was cool is you guys were like tag teaming him and the whole Super Bowl food and Dan Snyder's house. And he, he had him going, but he does one of his, to maintain his composure, he had to do one of his little, you know, he kind of breathes in. But he was, he loved you guys. <laughs> anyway, here's my take. If the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I'm Eric Bieniemy. I would stay because Andy Reid's got two Super Bowls. Who knows how long he'll coach. And obviously, uh, Bieniemy would be the heir apparent. And you know Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're gonna they're gonna roll for a while. So it's it's possible. And I keep hearing people say this. How do we know? Like obviously he'd be the heir apparent. People said that about McDaniels in New England. Says who? He waited for a while. You know he's uh, left twice, yeah. How do you know that? I mean, when Reed's ready to first of all, it could be ten more years. We just don't know. Could be two, could be seven. So not knowing is also tough if you're the enemy. At that point, he's sixty. The Chiefs, with Mahomes still ready to win Super Bowls potentially, would probably be able to go hire anyone in football they want. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want some hot shot coordinator who's forty seven coming off a great year calling plays for somebody. I, I, I would not. That's a risk. Sit there's in wait. There's risk at every turn. Is the point? There's there's no sure thing type move on the enemy. I think I would go to simply try to get out of this sort of tunnel that I seem to be trapped in. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to the fan. Should Eric Bieniemy head from Kansas City to another destination to call plays, even if it means leaving so many of the things that makes his job a little bit easier behind? You know, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and others got some news on movie theaters to pass along next as well, right here on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. whether or not it makes sense to do that. That's coming up at the top of the hour with you until 6.30, Grant and Danny. I don't know if you saw this news. AMC is charging more for better movie seats moving forward now. Hmm. Forever, tickets at a movie theater, whatever seat you sat in, it didn't matter, general admission style, cost the exact same, right? You're going to a movie, there's a rate, you pay, you pick your seat. But that is apparently changing now at the AMC theaters. So what they're going to do is, based on if you want to be centered up on the screen, mm-hmm. or if you want to be you know, right smack dab in the middle so you get a better view versus, say, sitting in the very front where you can pay less or maybe in the very back where you, you know, get a lower rate, so to speak, AMC is going to, not unlike a stadium, charge you differently based on view of the screen. How about that? 
I suppose if you are going to lower some of the tickets below right now what it costs, if the view isn't as good, you can make the case that this is going to possibly benefit some consumers. But my guess is that's not what they're going to do. My guess is movie tickets cost what they cost. So if you go see a film tonight, you're paying, let's say, $15 or whatever for that ticket. My guess is that, in air quotes, the worst seats, you know, the normal seats, uh-huh. are just going to be that. Right. No, you just can't now sit in the really good seats, which they are going to uh, give you the preferred sight line at a $2 raise number. Maybe what they'll do is, in all those rows across America that everyone dreads, that front row, maybe they'll lower that by a dollar or two. So if you really want to be cheap or you know, if you want to perk when you have to creak your neck and look up at the screen, maybe you save a couple bucks. Yeah, all those airlines are always discounting those middle seats, right? That's no. the way it works. We, we know. We know what this is. Well, what happened years ago, and this is analogous, is that airlines figured out that you know taller people or folks that kind of traveled a lot would, instead of booking first class, would go, well, let me do the exit row. I'll get one spiel before we take off, but I got a little bit more legroom because of the design. Then they started upcharging that just to, to make it more of a premium thing. This is the same deal. This is a great way to make sure I don't go to the movies anymore. This is an outs. If that's their goal, you've got it. Way to do it. Tremendous. Movie this theaters, is so off-putting. Uh, they're in trouble as it is. Yep. You know, and, and it's a shame for people like me who love going to the movies. Uh, it, it's, frankly, other than sports and going to sporting events, it's my favorite pastime. There's nothing I like more than sitting in a movie theater, eating popcorn, and watching a film. But pre-pandemic, I would say, with prices yep. raising the way that they were, there were a lot of people with all of the options and all of the entertainment value now in your home and the streaming services and the incredible content. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are shows, there are long form six hour specials, there are all movies. that stuff. Yep. Like it's, there's more competition for the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But then you add in the pandemic, which they're still chasing their tail from, they haven't recovered from at all. You've basically got Marvel and some Disney flicks that are holding movie theaters up. <laughs> Seriously, like like pillars. Yeah. And it's been a really tough time. I just, I know they're trying to get creative, maybe get outside the box, change some things around philosophically, but this one doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. There was, you're doing more of this luxury experience, which I always understood, right? Whether it's like an Alamo type situation where they're bringing you food or the chairs were were nicer and nicer, the reclining seats, and you could could book your seat. It's hard to go into a movie theater now if they don't have those recliners and not feel like it. You you, you basically, you walk in one of those theaters, I call them old school theaters, but where they just have the stadium seating or the 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 normal seats. The chair creaks and makes the uh, sound. You're like, wow, what is this, 1996? Yeah. So, but they started to do these advances to make it more convenient and exciting for people. So- you know, you, you go, really? It's 20 bucks for a movie? But ne- but it felt like you were getting more. This now feels worse, right? In other words, if I bu- if I know exactly when I'm going to go and I book in advance and I can either book my seat or if I'm planning effectively, I get there early in my, you know, I go with my son or something like that. We could pick our seats because we get there well in advance and we got to sit through all the commercials and previews and stuff. But we got those good seats and so it was worth it. You're now saying, no, 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 you guys have to go with uh, with the riffraff, pay with you know, go sit in, in your worst seats. Premium Peter's going to stroll in here two minutes before the movie starts and sit down in, in the nice ones. No, thank you. I know that New York City is the most expensive city probably in the country, if not maybe like yeah. Hawaii or a couple others. Mm-hmm. But a three D ticket to Avatar in New York is going for twenty eight bucks right now. Okay, you tack on a couple dollars for a better seat, 
and you're at thirty dollars for your ticket. Now in DC, it's not quite that, but I think but if, it's you're, a lot too. if you're going tonight to a good theater with a big reclining seat to see 3D Avatar, you're paying close to twenty bucks or a little over that, maybe. Probably, yeah. Around there. Now you're tacking on another couple of dollars before you get your seven dollar popcorn, your five dollar soda, or whatever. I mean, it, the, the price is pretty outrageous. Hard There's no pass. doubt. God. But I, I can't quit it. I just. I, I don't blame you. Do beat what makes me you up, happy. Scotty. Seriously. But uh, I hate this idea of paying for the premium seat. If you want to offer me a discount for, for like, you're talking about the front row, well, I think, now we can talk. I but do that, think the plan would be like the front row might be down a dollar or two, it sounds like. So that, that makes sense to me. That just to try to get more people in the theater. Like, if you get not a great seat, we will knock some money many off. times I'll look and see what seats are open. I'm like, oh, I want to go see, uh, you know, Iron Man tonight or whatever. And you look and you're like, oh, there's only seats in the very front row. But if I, I if I can get those seats at $4 off or something, yeah, okay, that's a little bit more worthwhile, possibly. I'm going to have a terrible time, but I'll spend less to have a terrible mm-hmm. time. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. How much is it going to cost the commanders to pick up the fifth-year option for Chase Young. We'll get into that next segment, and we're going to talk to Eric Eager, analytics expert on the NFL about Super Bowl 57, next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 